With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, and welcome to the Beacon Broadcast. I'm your host, Boberton, and join me, we have Sam. Hello. We have Zextron. Hello. And we have Maid. Losers. <laughs> Thank you for that. Wonderful, Maid. And with that, let's get straight into it with thoughts on the episode. More murder. Yes. <laughs> I love yes, it. Yes, it was really dark. And I had to hold my breath. To quote a recent post I just saw by Chrissy, We want blood. We want blood. Blood for the blood god, skulls for the skull throne. Well, that post I made was specifically about beef blood, so I don't know if that counts. It doesn't matter. More blood. (laughs) I was legitimately expecting Penny to be way more brutalized. I understand it was mostly an engine limitation, Mm -hmm. but I wanted complete dismemberment. I wanted absolutely torn apart, not, oh, severed at the waist and an arm off. She was kind of severed. Yeah. I don't know. I I wanted pure dismemberment, straight up drawn and quartered. Do we get to call that evisceration? No, nothing. Uh. Their guts weren't torn out. She doesn't have guts. She's a robot. I looked this up because I showed my sister that gift set of Shaggy eviscerating that stuffed ape from Scooby-Doo. What? I'll I'll send it to you afterwards. Okay. And we were like, I expect she thought I'd know the word eviscerate. And I looked up, it's literally tearing apart. Yep. So what happened to Penny was a dismemberment, clean severance, an evisceration, blood and guts, or in Penny's case, wires and shards of So you of wanted steel, like a limb over about. here and then like head over there and the head like cracked and an eyeball popping You ever out. watch Dragon Ball Z? Yeah. Remember what Cell did to Android 18? Yeah, yeah. 16? I wanted that to happen. I so want it straight up annihilation. Or like an enemy in a One Punch Man. Just <laughs> Pretty much. Just straight up obliteration. Cool. So like Penny's head rolling to Pierre's feet. Yeah. The body is not salvageable. No recovery on the body Yeah, itself. that's why I'm not sad at all about Penny, even though I love her. I'm just like, she's... They could, they could, she's coming they back. They could fix that. Yeah. 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 I was, I was she, like, yeah. <laughs> just, just, just put a band-aid. Just, just, just a little band-aid. Especially because they, they, they showed this. the Geppetto figure. Yes. We finally get to see the Geppetto figure. And he's everything everyone expected. He's Old Dr. White. kind of fat. I heard some and people say hair. that might actually be Daddy Schnee. I've seen that too. I don't believe that. I still am holding out hopes for the Monopoly man. <laughs> no, it was clearly Dr. Just, Light. Yeah. That is very clearly Dr. Light from Mega Man. No, 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 no. I'm holding out hopes that Papa Shani is the Monopoly Man. Oh, oh. He's okay. like four feet was... tall with a top hat and a cane. That would be fantastic. That's my head cannon. So that'd be what, the uh, third cane weapon in the series? No, that's not his weapon. He just has a cane. <laughs> is his weapon his credit card? Yes! No, his weapon is just like a bunch of dust. He, he just throws it no, at people. No, he has credit so, cards that are shurikens and he throws them at people. And no, that's the shopkeep's specialty. <laughs> yeah. That's true, that's true. Well, I mean, if that's multiple characters can have big-ass swords, then multiple people can have credit card shurikens. I'm just saying. What? She's not Never. wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really not an incorrect statement. Yeah. I mean, both Sun and Blake have shadow clone things 
Yeah, I, I, I'm still holding out. My, my headcanon for Papa Schnee is the Monopoly Man, and for his weapon, he just punches dust crystals at people, like uh, Alex Louise Armstrong from FMA. Ooh, that would be really cool. Does he? But I can't envision that for Yang. Does Papa Schnee have? Tai Yang, but Tai Yang should go, definitely have brass knuckles. What were you going to say? <laughs> I was just going to ask if Papa Schnee had get-out-of-jail-free cards. Well, yeah, he's rich. He doesn't need them. He never gets put in jail. Yeah. His get-out-of-jail-free card is his credit card. Yeah. So it is pretty cool to see Cinder finally, our mysterious and pernicious plan is finally coming to fruition. That's pretty cool. The dubious plot of malicious intent. Thank you. Yeah, and, it, and it's essentially cause chaos and then fuck shit up. Yeah, because reasons. But at least they're doing <laughs> stuff now. Yes, they are, and... That is good. Yeah. We want murder. We, we want, want murder. murder. We want murder. We want murder. Blood for the blood god. Skulls for the skull throne. Oh, boy. <laughs> so do you think that Ruby started putting it all together when she talked to Velvet and knew about Velvet? No. Talking about Coco's hallucinations? or I think she she's starting to get it with... I, I don't think she has it together yet. I think she wanted to go confront Emerald and see why she was here. I don't think she fully has like the whole picture that we currently have. Which Ruby's is... a smart kid, but she's not brilliant. Yeah, she yeah. she has combat capability. She is a tactical fighter. Well, she's she smart on the field. And an engineer. Yeah, because yeah. and but she is not book smart, and you kind of need book smart detective skills to put two and two together in the show. She put all her dots in craft, and not too many in investigation. She put it all <laughs> in intelligence, and none in wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, she is like what. 15, 16 now? 15, I think. 16, I think, by this point. I think they're all no. up a year now. No, she's Because this hasn't been a full... Yeah, no, she's, she's 14 been... when she came in. She was 15 when she came she... in, and yeah. there's been at least one semester, and then the Vital Festival, I assume, is an end-of-the-year tournament. Let's just say 16. Well, gonna, they stated I... earlier in this volume that it's fall, so... Oh, but when sale, Seal... Seal? Oh, my God. Seal. Seal, thank you. When Seal met Ruby, she was like, oh, you're 15 years old, so... Okay, so her birthday hasn't... Maybe it's a summer birthday. Yeah. Maybe it's at the end of the spring. Maybe it's like American school system. Starting, you know, or like they she started the spring semester. Now she's in the fall semester. Mm-hmm. Wait, no. It can't work like that because then a year would have still passed. Based on how Beacon is run, it's most likely an all-year school. Just with like maybe like a break-off for some reason or another. Yeah, but volume two explicitly started Ruby saying the new semester. So there's two semesters a year? At minimum. Well, that doesn't mean that you're going to get a break because i understand that but i'm saying there has to have been at least one full year of past no let's just say she's 15 for now (laughs) okay just move on so everyone's 15 slash 17 slash however old cinder and co are (laughs) everyone's 35 so anyway this is anime where you don't age for 50 everyone is 35 forever except ozpin for reasons ozpin is 350 exactly let's call it 3500 yes Real talk, do you think Emerald or anyone should get, like, a redemption arc, or should they see cold hard no. justice? No. Master I, thief, I, master assassin, malicious plot of dubious intent, another master thief, whatever the fuck Neo is. <laughs> everyone. Neo is everyone. Oh, Neo is everyone, and has had three different costumes in all of her appearances. I know, I love it so she much. She has never appeared in the same costume more than twice this season. Which I love from just a technical standpoint. Miles and Carrie had to, like, beg the animation team for pajamas <laughs> for the Ruby Girls in the first season, and now Neo has a costume change like every other minute it's infiltration. great 
She's an infiltration. She's a stealth expert. That's what Neo is. Let's call her she that. She also murdered like an entire crew. She did. She single-handedly she... killed an entire control room at minimum. Yeah, which really confuses the fuck out of me. Because, yeah, Neo could be that powerful. But the Atlas military is supposed to be essentially made up of the equivalent of hunters and huntresses, at least in their officer positions, because the school and the military and the country are pretty much all intermingled into one. So why is the goddamn army so incompetent? It could She's be too that... short, they can't see her. <laughs> <laughs> it could be that huntresses and huntsmen are in a more traditional force, and it's a bit like the Jedi Order versus the military. Like, there's not a lot of huntsmen and huntresses because it's so demanding, and not everyone can do it. So any one huntsman is going to be a lot more powerful than any average soldier could be something like that also they're trained to fight grim it wouldn't necessarily behoove them to learn anti-human tactics well you know if they are the military I mean, aren't they also the police well that's not necessarily the case we've seen police out men outside of military well activity. i mean for them specifically <laughs> for, for atlas, atlas. that's true not for atlas yeah but why yeah. would ironwood bring military being police with him out of the because country? he was expecting something big he was expecting the enemy the ones who attacked autumn well yeah and and the military is supposed to fight the humans so they're they're not necessarily trained to fight grim they're trained to fight everything and even the hunters and uh, huntresses, they're also trained to fight pretty much everything. I mean, we clearly see that they're trained in anti-human tactics. Here herself, so, her semblance, I would assume, is more useful for fighting people than fighting Grimm. How many Grimm have metal bits, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It seems that a lot of the semblances we've seen are really more geared towards anti-human combat than anti-Grimm combat. Mm-hmm. Well, honestly, I think part of the reason that the army is so incompetent or appears is so incompetent is that they don't know what's going on. They're just told to, they were just told to come to Vale and they knew nothing else. And so like suddenly having the criminal masterminds just kind of be surprised on you and not expecting anything more than just just maybe like a bit of unease or tension or simply just higher security after a grim invasion would catch a good amount of people off guard, especially after so long of quote unquote peace. At least 80 years of peace. Yeah. Peace They're going to be pretty lax. The war Ozpin mentioned in volume two, <sighs> the war over art and expression. That was only, that's, what? I thought it was he, a different he, war. He, no. no, that was the war. That was the last war. And that's why everyone's named after colors. Oh. To remember, to appreciate art and expressionism and crap hmm. like that. Yeah. We all have free speech, so we name ourselves after colors. Or make Unless you have parents that hate you. Yeah. Or your Ozpin for secret reasons not yet revealed. Well, he's just old. It's because he's 35. (laughs) That's right. It's because he's more over the age of 30 that he is no longer counted. So yeah, it's just, it's weird to me how easily Neo single-handedly was able to take over the entire ship. No one was able to get a message off to the other ships that, hey, we're under attack. And the ships weren't able to recognize that, oh shit, they're under attack. And then they immediately died. It seemed weird to me. Ruby plays the trope adults are useless very straight. Yeah. Name any time an adult has taken an active role where something didn't fuck up because of their actions. Glinda. Glinda never took an active role. That was uh, clean up. That's true. She never actually did anything directly. My- Except for cleaning up. But that's she did not that part directly. of the fu- that's not part of it. She My- didn't involve herself in combating the Grim invasion at the end of volume two. Even then, when Ublek and Port stepped in, they really didn't do much of anything. None of the shots were ever even shown hitting Grim. It's true. I mean the meta 
example is just the main characters are huntresses and huntsmen, so they're more powerful. Yeah. Maid, you were saying? I'm speculating here. But I think my guess as to what happened on the ship was that she, being Neo, obviously, basically used her semblance to make it appear to the rest of the crew as nothing was wrong as she took down the crew members one by one because she didn't brutally stab anybody because there wasn't, like, blood splatters all over the place. So she, like, snapped their neck. Yeah, man, I, I, all I, could, that stuff. I could see that, yeah. I could see that. She was also known not shown using the uh, sword from her parasol. She just snapped everybody's necks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she could have just knocked them out and thrown them in the prison. Well, actually, what was even stranger to me was that Roman's prison cell was in the command room. It was on the bridge. It was in the... No, yeah, it probably, was in a different part of the ship, I thought. No. No, because he walks like out, right he grabs his hat and cane, and he goes right to the controls. Are you shitting me? <laughs> no. <laughs> And that giant thought, ship, the brig is right next to the control. Spot. They essentially stuck him in a broom closet. Yeah, they pretty much shoved him in a broom closet and said, okay, no coming out now. <laughs> you having, like, I'm not kidding you. I have to rewatch the episode, a, obviously. Yeah, no, you Literally, Neo comes Why would you out, he's in? like, what took you? Takes his hat and cane and then starts shooting the ship. There is no break between. Well, why would you put him anywhere else on the ship besides like the most like well-guarded place where someone should pick up sooner than that, that someone unwanted was on the ship. Why would you put the prison cells right next to the controls of the ship? It's like you're just putting the problem right back near the source. Maybe it was just an editing error. I assume there was a time skip or something like a like 20 like a 10 minute jog. Well like would you rather yeah. have him like in the corner of the ship where no one can just bust him in that corner, grab him and leave? No, I would have hoped to see something more related to his not his namesake but his physical appearance. Like him just casually strolling through, humming something incoherent, smacking people with his cane as they're waking out of consciousness assuming you didn't kill everyone. Just something to put a little macabre levity. I think that's a bold assumption that Neo didn't kill anyone. Yeah. I'm assuming because there were no blood stains. You can Next kill snap. people in plenty of ways without leaving blood. I'm aware, but I'm assuming that Neo's mission was not murder. I'm assuming it was just a she, smash and grab. Yeah, she can't mix business and pleasure. I mean, it's Neo. Business is pleasure. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like Neo's calling in life is murder. Yep. It's a she's a tiny murder ice cream ball. They say you should do what she's, you love. You never have to work. I love to kill. She's the ice cream murder queen. But yeah, the the that I I, I guess we could just uh, chalk that up to you know animation budget and writing. Yeah. They they just needed stuff to start kicking off. They couldn't really. Storyboarding is hard, you guys. I mean, if I were storyboarding that, I'd be like, fuck it, I don't want to do it. Roman just goes out of the prison cell and he's right on the bridge. Fuck. Forget it. Let's go. Yeah. And 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 then they just shoot they just shoot the plane and the plane gets shot. <laughs> I'm there just we go. saying We're the done. time frames on this show are a little confusing something simply by the fact that it's never actually shown when things are happening. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. how many days has the Bidal Festival been already? Has it been three? Has it been ten? I don't know. We don't even know how long the semester is. It could have been the. It could have been a span of two days because we, we've only seen what one time they're in the bedrooms between tournament. Well, it, it's rounds? clearly been twenty years because everyone is now thirty-five. <laughs> no, it's been eighteen years because everyone but Ruby is seventeen. Listen, don't bring yeah, but math everyone is thirty-five. Anyway, uh, going on incompetent adults. Um, Ospin. He got mad. I liked it. Yeah. I liked yeah. it. I, I've, I've been predicting since we started this show that Ozpin is going to pull out his weapon when shit hits the fan. Shit has hit the fan. I think next episode we're going to finally see Ozpin's weapon. Ozpin well, versus Cinder. Ozpin versus Cinder. 
Well, duh. No, no, no. Because here's the God. thing. No, no, no. You, no. Ozpin versus the entirety of the White Fang. Because remember, Ooh. he sent Glinda and Crow to Vale, but then Adam and the, red, the White Fang landed their bullheads in Beacon. Oh, yeah. Oh, but, and see, he was watching them in the window. No, but I'm, he... I'm still holding out for my prediction that Ozpin's weapon is the school and he like plugs his uh he plugs his cane into like one of the gears and like pushes it in it locks into place and it creates like this giant steampunk pacific rim mecha so like death from soul eater he's bound his weapon is yes his territory I remember yes. the stupid theories from last season. Actually, the great theories. You be quiet. <laughs> I honestly would like to see him actually fight simply because he's built up as this enigmatic, powerful figure. But here's the thing. In The Wizard of Oz, the wizard himself is all smoke and mirrors. Yeah. He's just some guy who got lost and just like, well, fuck, I can't go anywhere. Guess I'll become a wizard now. But I don't think Ozpin stumbled his way into the position of headmaster at a school that trains fighters though. yeah and if you're going by that logic then glinda would be some bubbly ditzy person that doesn't help at all yeah i mean the 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 character inspirations for each of the ruby characters has always been stylistic or aesthetic more than actually this is gonna predict what's gonna happen to them and yang would never be satisfied with her food uh, until she at least <laughs> ate three things you know i i imagine that um ospin is going i'm actually gonna say that ospin's gonna end up fighting cinder because we all know that she's going to go to the fall maiden and he knows that so they're both going to end up there, leaving basically the rest of his school of fighters training for this to deal with the, like, four grim that Adam brought. And speaking of that, do you think that the whole reason Ozpin started a whole school of hunters, uh, just to figure out who is the strongest so he could pick who becomes the next maiden and figure out who to keep an eye on? I don't think so, because it is incredibly arbitrary requirements. Yeah, but if he controls it, there's a whole brotherhood, you know? No, 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 that's of protection. That's yeah. not protection. domination. You can't you can't see it, but I'm doing finger quotes. Protection. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Crow failed miserably at his job. I just think but... it's really coincidental that the only people who know about the maidens are the most powerful people in the world who also have access to the next people who, if they wanted to, might be able to manipulate the maiden to become closer to or something like that, you know? Oh yeah, I'm sure that they pull strings, but I don't think they make an active attempt. Not until Like Kira, if they notice least. something, like by that logic, wouldn't it make more sense for them to ha let the maiden produce offspring so that it stays in the same family line and it's easier to monitor. And also with the whole situation with Pyrrha, it's mostly because they turned to Pyrrha because they were desperate because they didn't know what would happen if they just outright killed her and let the power flow to the next host because it might have gone and snapped over to Cinder and they didn't really want the power of the Fall Maiden in the hands of somebody who wanted to take that power because generally speaking, people who acquire power by force tend not to be good people. Yeah, I know Pier is the exception, no. but I still think the whole brotherhood thing is sketchy. Oh, oh yeah, it's, it's super, sketchy. super sketchy. It's a shadowy government conspiracy organization with all of the heads of, you know, various major powers. Mm -hmm. I've, seen know. A, I've seen a couple of people on Tumblr call it the um, 
Osluminati. Osluminati. <laughs> Osluminati a bunch too. That's cute. I like that. I'm a fan of that one. <laughs> but yeah, if we didn't really know what Cinder was planning, we definitely don't know what the hell they're doing with the Osluminati. Cinder's plot is a dubious plot of malicious intent. Yeah. It's just evil for the sake of evil. There's no real substance to it as of yet. Which I would be fine. Yeah, I would be fine with that if they kind of left it at that. But they keep hinting that there's something more, but they don't really give like us anything to... like it to be a cover. But yeah. I think it might be a cover for her to hunt down the maidens, because what's a better way to find incredibly powerful warriors than to force them into life or death combat? Ooh, that's a good theory. I like that. Like, I like the ulterior motive concept because it definitely fits with the a consistent subterfuge and intrigue and guile that Cinder's team has been shown. Mm-hmm. Everything has been done with an ulterior motive in mind. Mm-hmm. So, Cinder's trying to become the The Avatar? malicious plot of Doobie and Intent is literally yes. a superficial plan to force the maidens out of hiding. And become the Avatar. Yes, to I become like the Avatar. Actually, is more like Storm than the Avatar. I mean, the Avatar can mimic the powers of Storm. The Avatar can't summon lightning from the heavens. You want to bet? The Avatar can make lightning, though. Anyway, we're getting <laughs> off topic. Yes, let's talk about Magneto, Master of Magnet versus Wolverine. Well, Magneto kind of broke the peppy little play toy, so that one's kind of out of the picture. Yeah. I actually guess it'd be more like Magneto versus Sentinel. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with Magneto versus the Sentinel. That works. Anyway, pure of fucked up, Penny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I still wanted more brutal dismemberment, but we already yeah, discussed I, that. I, I really, what I wanted was, I wanted that fight where Pyrrha was actually at, like, her strength, though. Because I think that would have been a way cooler fight. Pyrrha was mean, fucked up from the beginning to the end of that fight. Yeah, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for, you know... You know, blood for the blood god, skull for the skull throne. I'm all about the murder. Um, and that was cool. But I still really just want to see those two go at it because the way Pyrrha fights is really, really interesting to me because due to her semblance, she could win every single fight that she got into within a second if she wanted to. Yes. She can just rip the weapon away or bend it around the person or and, like throw them by them their armor like she did with Jean. Yeah, exactly. So I find it interesting that the way she fights and you see this when she's sparring with mercury is she doesn't actually use her semblance to its full effect just so she can actually kind of have an even ground with these people all that she does is just nudge a weapon out of the way so she doesn't get hit by something she kind of plays with her opponent because she knows that if she just straight up trounced every single fighter that she came across because remember she's coming from a tournament circuit she would not have any fighters to really come up against because everyone wouldn't want to fight her. So she essentially plays with them so that they think that they're on equal footing. In reality, Pyrrha has them beat 10 times out of 10 no matter what, and she's just letting them feel confident about their abilities, essentially. They'll kill you five times before you hit the ground. Essentially. I mean, Pyrrha, like, I don't know if that was Emerald's vision thing or something, but Pyrrha can just bend metal. No, no, that wasn't Pyrrha's vision. That was her losing control of her powers. We've seen she has to exert some active control on her abilities. Remember, she said, get away from me, and then threw Jean into a building. She has to actively control herself sometimes, which probably has a lot to do with her emotional state, because it was when she was in that panic that Milo started warping, and then someone tweeted, one of the amateurs, I think someone tweeted Austin Hardwick, and asked what that was about, and he responded with foreshadowing. Ooh. So I don't know if that was meant to foreshadow what happened to Penny, or that she's going to lose control and lose some sort of, like, magnet bomb and destroy something important. I thought it, 
I thought the whole thing wiggling around was just her having a super mad panic attack. Yeah, it was. It was her emotional state damaging her and she lost control of her power. And because she tends to focus her power on her weapon to keep it in her grip or to move it from her back to her arm. Like she even wears mm. those metal armbands to hold the shield and uh, alcohol in place. Yeah. So that was her losing control. Like she overexerted herself. And then we see her overexert herself when she thinks she's about to be stabbed by thousands of swords at the same time. She does that magnet wave and that's what that, causes the that big shot, bat. Yes. That shot was really cool. That was a fucking amazing shot. With with all the swords, like, you know, and then immediately it just switches back to what reality looked like just for a split second. Yeah, and yeah, then and it, it like swipes across the screen and then you see all the swords going at her and you're like, all right, this is fun. Yeah, that's that, the that biggest it. proof that Pyrrha is holding back constantly. Yeah. She said to herself, I have enough power to repel all of these. And to her, she saw herself repelling all of those, which means that's how much power she put out. Oh yeah, we've seen like how much she can actually use her semblance in the volume two food fight. Yeah. That yeah. entire wave of soda cans. She sent it through the soda too. She didn't like, actually, I don't know if she, like she did like that pound wave and then it made that shockwave thing. Mm-hmm. So it's been established based on how she's fought and how she acts that she needs to have made contact with the item before she can affect it. In essence, she has to magnetize it herself before she can, well, magnetize it. Um, That's what Mercury says. And since the villains are reading the script, we can assume it's canon, but we've seen examples of her not doing that. Yeah. That's when the, have we seen an example for not touching it? The soda she, itself. She never the, touches yeah. those cans. It could be a rule of cool plot hole. There there are several of those. But yeah, no, her her head is just like wasteland right now, broken and beaten, and she's just losing her goddamn mind. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see how that all plays out. Like, I like Pyrrha. She's she's a great character. And I part of me kind of doesn't like seeing like characters dealing with like high stress stuff just for personal reasons. But it's just I really want to see how that plays out because like part of me is just like yes suffer suffer for my enjoyment blood 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 full of blood gods, skull full of skull throne i just like seeing everybody in pain it's enjoyable and that includes both in the show and on Tumblr. I realize this cast is essentially the murder cast. We all enjoy watching people d- Welcome suffer. Welcome to the brutal like, murder cast. I mean, I do yeah. like super fluffy stuff. I'm not going to lie. I My favorite season is probably, I mean, volume three is beautiful and it's incredible. And I'm happy that it's moving the way it is. But a small part of me is like, I kind of just want everyone to have a good time and go to school. And <laughs> no, see. You wanted the favorite- magical girl school to be a magical girl school, not murder cast. Yeah. No, like my favorite character is Neo and I just really want to see some people die. Really, just oh, I do too. Like I, I refuse to be sad about Penny until we know for sure she's dead. She was never alive to begin with. She was a robot. Yeah. They picked the robot to murder first. Mm -hmm. They're warming you up. Here's the reason why I don't think she's dead. Mm -hmm. Her head was intact, and I would assume the AI is housed there. Also, another thing is actually you could make the opposite argument that Penny is like the innocent lamb character, and her death is gonna mark the darker shift in tone that the show is taking. <laughs> yeah. I think and spearing and- Amber through the back with arrows and Mercury's severed legs being replaced with the robot limbs was a bit of the dark turning point. Well, that was that was the start of it. And that was the villains, said- though. But like, it takes like a sacrifice. Generally, there's a character who like they either leave the show or they die, and then stuff starts going down. Oh, you, know? you mean the character that's 
put on the bus. Yeah, yeah. But, like, there's a specific trope for characters, like the feel-good character who dies, and that's when the show starts taking its dark tone. Yeah. Also, I'd like to point out that when asked by a fan at a con, it was one of, some panel at a con, someone asked Monty about character death in Ruby. And he said asked, he liked Game of Thrones. Any- He's a fan yeah. of George R. R. Martin's work. That was a, so, it was a tweet. Yeah. I'm expecting, I, I, I would and, like Penny and, not to come back. Like, as much as I love the character At least Penny, not as Penny. Yeah. Like, I want to, I want to 2.0. Like, 2.0. No. Start speaking you. Spanish. I no. hate you. I hate you both so much. <laughs> Hola. But me because, llamo Penny. Because if they want to make Penny well and truly dead, the best way to drive it home would be to bring her back, but not as Penny. Yeah. That was a 1.0. I'm going to operate on the assumption that, that was Penny 1.0. That was the first public iteration of Penny. What topic haven't we covered yet? Will we see justice for Emerald's hallucinations? I did and ask I at don't... the very beginning if we thought that they were going to get a redemption arc and y'all were like, no, and then we moved no, on. No, 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 <laughs> not a redemption arc. I mean, Emerald gets her ass beat. Ooh. I don't think so unless some, unless Coco and Yang manage to get people to believe them, because otherwise well, they're just going to think I'm crazy. thinking is Fox, because if Fox is blind like everyone thinks it is, you can't force a visual hallucination on someone if they can't see. Well, he wasn't hallucinating. If you do, that'd be weird. Yeah, and if you do, that'd be really fucking weird. But wouldn't it be very appropriate if Coco's partner avenges Coco? Yes. And then Ruby kicks Emerald's ass as well. But, yeah, that'd be delightful. Or something happens to them and they are no longer functioning. Yeah. I Spill I their blood s- for the blood gods! Oh, God. Yeah, as, as much as I like uh, Emerald and Mercury... I I kind of don't want to see one of them make it out alive at the end of this. Like when 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 the volume or at least the season ends cuz for those who don't know, two volumes, one season. We're currently in the middle of the second season. Yes. By that logic. Well, that was what Monty stated and that's what I will operate under the assumption of unless it's stated yeah. otherwise cuz they're not calling them volume seasons, they're calling it volumes still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hopefully by the, either the end of the volume or the end of the season Either Mercury, which is probably going to be the one, or Emerald dies. I want that to happen. Somebody kills Emerald and Mercury. And what that would uh, signify, especially if it was one of the um, Ruby girls, Ruby girls. I want it to be Yang. Just like that's that's the edge. That's she went over the edge. She yeah, she crossed the line and there's no coming back now. And she's just murder tastic. Yes, but not like super murder-tastic. Like, I want there to be repercussions of a good character murdering an evil character, and I'd like... It'd be cool if Yang did that. It would also be interesting if Blake did that, because I think of the uh, four, Blake probably has the least qualms with killing people. What would be the most macabre one is if Weiss does it and masters her summoning and summons undead snow zombies of her and en- her murdered victims oh my goodness oh God. that's because remember winter up. said that any enemy vanquished by a shinny can be summoned back at free summoning <gasps> any slain victim that's fucked up. i just yeah. picture that papa shinny can just summon all of the faunus he abused with slave labor because he <laughs> He is responsible for all their deaths, whether he intended to or not. They were slain indirectly by his hand. So that raises the question, does an indirect death count? Or does it have to be if like, it does count, then Weiss can also summon the giant Nevermore. Ooh. That they and fought in Weiss one. can summon the entire forest. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that time Weiss burned down the forest? For so anyway, 
the first thing Weiss summons is the entire forest. And all the and all the kids that didn't make it out of the forest. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Snow zombies, snow zombies, snow zombies. Okay, now we're just blood, walking in the blood, Lord of the Rings blood. territory with the ants and blood. freaking ghost army. Look, ma- look, maid, look. I'm not How complaining. How terrifying would it be if Cind- if the White Fangs on the Cinder side, like they're her grunt army, and then Weiss shows up and performs a summoning, and it's all these grim, and then there's this pure white maiden emerald, blank blue eyes, just walking through wanton slaughter with her chain guns. All right, now we're moving and- to a different show entirely. Ruby's not that dark yet. They've only killed the robot <laughs> and Tuxin off screen. Blood for the blood gods. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, I want to point out, though, that one, threat level nine is fun. That's going to be fun. Uh, two, I'm really interested to see what happens to Amity Coliseum because it's a giant floating sitting duck right now. And three, holy fuck, the music that played in the background when the threat level started. <laughs> Give that to me now. Yeah, I'm actually. I'm also uh, pretty excited because I I seem to recall Caesar. It, it might have been Caesar. Um, shout out to Caesar. Basically, you know, shout out to Caesar Altagracia. Um, at, at one point, uh, someone was talking about basically they they give the animators and like the the animation team their their backgrounds and basically say, "All right, here you go. In, enjoy fucking it up beautifully." <laughs> and I can't wait for this Coliseum and this arena to, like, get fucked up beautifully. Because it's so cool in itself. Just, like, in its pristine state, I want to see it, like, destroyed. Oh. I would rather see it, instead of destroyed, weaponized. I just, I just thought of something. Roman it- has a ship. Is the bottom of that Coliseum protected where that giant dust crystal is at? Probably oh, not. Shit. Probably not because, like we stated, adults are useless, and they're yeah, not considering good. the considering the horrific security flaws in everything so far. Probably not. Cinder so, just casually broke into the brain of Beacon. Yeah. So like, there's like a good chance he's gonna shoot that down, and it's gonna land like square over downtown Vale. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or he's gonna crash in the Beacon, and then Ospin's gonna use his super powered whatever it is to fix it because. Holy fuck, Ospin's actually good at what he does. That'll be an Ospin, honest surprise. the competent adult. What's his subtitle? The only, color co- the only two competent adults have been Torchwick and Glinda. No one else has been competent in what they do. I mean, Cinder is like... A t- 20s? We're probably as old as Cinder. Cinder confuses me. I think Cinder's like 35. Cinder has to be old enough to be able to fit in, into the school. They have to be within, I assume it's a, was it a four-year program, right? Like an American college? Most Maybe. Colleges. So anywhere Maybe from at least 17 to, let's go 24. So anywhere within that age range, Cinder can fall. Maybe that's part of the maiden power, though, is just the ability to keep her looking young. Yeah. Well, she looked like that when she was killing the maiden, but then that doesn't excuse Emerald and Mercury. Unless they were like 13 when she picked them up. I don't know. It's anime. Anyway, she's 35. I want ages. <laughs> That's not I 35. Wanna, I've, given you, I've given you ages. They're all 35. I Deal with know it. what the um, other two headmasters slash headmistresses are doing. Because yeah, you have what's... Ozpin and Ironwood, and then you have... They're sitting on their hands. There's Havens <laughs> and what's the other school? Haven and Shade. 
Yeah, where are they? They're uh, sitting on their hands. Probably dealing with riots right now. They're, they're playing tiddlywinks somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to tiddlywinks. <laughs> the fuck is tiddlywinks? You, you play it with coins and jacks, and I only know of it because they watched Batman the movie starring Adam West and Burt Ward circa 1966. Cool. So I think I'm going to open it up to final thoughts, and then we'll wrap it up for this. I think we've stated our final thoughts throughout the entire episode, which will make a lovely compilation. Blood for the blood god, skull for the skull throne! My final parting thoughts is that every episode of Ruby so far has been my new favorite episode. It's really good, and I enjoy it. Yeah. (laughs) More Roman and Neo. (gasps) Yes. Yes, more Roman and Neo. Yes! I, I agree with all three of those statements. You better, or it's your blood for the blood god and your skull for the skull oh throne next. Oh my god! He, he's the host, though. He's immune to that. Yeah. No, we can just have Neri do it. That's true. It's co-host. We're both co-hosts. The real host, Caesar Altagracia. Shout out to Caesar Altagracia again. So that's going to be it for the Beacon Broadcast. Thank you all for joining me. Make sure to check us out on Tumblr at beacon-broadcast.tumblr.com. That is beacon-broadcast.tumblr.com, and try to find us on iTunes. Uh, I'd like to thank our guests, Sam, Zextrin, and Maid. That's going to be it. Bye. 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 See ya. Anyway, this episode's brought to you by Tiddlywinks. <laughs> Tiddlywinks. This episode is brought to you by Tiddlywinks, the outdated game of the past. We have no sponsors. <laughs> our sponsors are blood. Blood for the Blood God. Yes, this episode brought to you by Blood for the Blood God. Skulls for the Skull Throne. All right, uh, I'm going to do the intro, and then we'll outro. stop the recording, and then we'll... Oh, yeah, they... no, I'm going to introduce you guys again. We're going to do this again. Okay. Take two. Everyone delete your recordings. Please don't, don't. delete your do recordings. <laughs> I would have a heart attack, probably. I would just stop doing this. Yeah, Bob would quit, and I would die. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.